All right, welcome back to CBS Sports Radio. I'm Vince Quinn here with you. And joining me to talk about, I mean, a monster major change within college sports, the name, image, and likeness rules, Brian Fisher. He's from Athlon Sports. He covers college football and the NFL for them. He's also the host of the Going for Two podcast. Brian, welcome to the show. Good to be on with you. Yeah, so... First off, obviously, name, image, likeness, I've been reading a lot about it. I've read some stuff on it. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. But for the people who haven't, can you just explain what exactly this thing is? Well, I think it is a bit self-explanatory. It really, the NCAA, and, and they've kind of been forced into this by you know various state laws that have been out there and really kind of sitting on, on their hands as uh, others have kind of taken this out of, out of their control. But it's essentially the NCAA kind of opening up some of those rules surrounding amateurism uh, related to their name, image, and likeness of all of these players out there. And so uh, whether you're a, a star football player, whether you're a, a backup left guard, whether you're you know on the basketball team or a volleyball player, a, a gymnast, it, it really every uh, NCAA athlete out there now, because of these temporary changes, um, are, are able to kind of take advantage of, of essentially themselves. And so that is, has been huge. It certainly was, was there, definitely very limited uh, prior to this, but it, it's definitely opened up since the first, and we're starting to see a, a lot of those endorsement deals, and we're going to continue to see that as we move forward. Well, yeah, so given that all this has now happened, I mean, how do you feel about it? Just covering the NCAA, being in it, how do you feel about it? Well, this is a long time coming. Uh, I mean, you, you go back to uh, over uh, nearly a decade now. Uh, you go back to the O'Bannon case, you know, versus NCAA. That's really what kind of kicked things off uh, in, in leading us down this road. And uh, you know, it, it's something that uh, it just makes you know it's so much common sense that uh, uh, whether you're a, a star quarterback, like I mentioned, you know, just to be able to take you know take advantage of, of what you've been able to do, not only on the on the on the field, but um, you know, really, if you have a YouTube channel, if you just want to go stream some games on, on Twitch or, you know, whatever it might be, you know, to be able to take advantage of that, just like any other college student would, um, you know, that, that's really the, the key, uh, I think, for, for everybody involved in this one is is that uh, it kind of puts these athletes who were, were used to so many of these restrictions um, and, and, and puts them back on par with not only regular students, but, uh, you know, regular, regular folks out there that, that are just trying to make an, a buck, um, you know, if, if they are popular enough, if they are uh, certainly out there enough and, and, and have a, a marketable skill, uh, you know, it allows them to take advantage of that. And so this is, this is huge, I think, for uh, not only these kids in terms of uh, taking, you know, uh, understanding and, and getting used to uh, being out there in the, in the marketplace, but uh, I think for everybody else, uh, you know, realizing that the NCAA, um, you know, they, they dug their hills in, but, but eventually they got here. And, uh, you know, this is going to be something that, you know, frankly, we're, we're just going to have to get used to, you know, going forward with a lot of these athletes out there. Yeah. Yeah, so we're talking with Brian Fisher, and he's with Athlon Sports, covers college football. And so l- let me ask you this, because this is one of the things that I haven't been 100% on. C- can they actually have agents now, given that they can broker deals like this? Oh, absolutely. And and I think that, that was a bit of a question mark, I think, coming in, because because there was so much you know confusion over some of the rules. Now, obviously, there, there are certain states that uh, govern this that... Um, you know, those state laws do take precedence and, and they do have some, um, you know, certainly guardrails, you know, around some of the athletes that, uh, you know, you're, you're an athlete and agent and, and what you're able to kind of sign. But, you know, essentially, you know, you can have a marketing agent. Um, you know, I, I've seen a few, few, you know, really big time names uh, sign with, you know, agencies you, you might see out there, whether it's a CAA or, or somebody like that. Um, you know, for marketing, just like you would if you would if one of these guys is entering the NFL draft, and, and we see that all the time, uh, where they not only get the, their kind of agent to, to get the contract done, but uh, that that's not happening in this case. It, it's really more about marketing, and and they are allowed to 
uh, essentially get those reps. And, and they're also allowed to, you know, kind of put their name out there uh, on a lot of these kind of third-party platforms that essentially is, is, is opening the marketplace for them to where if you're a small business, if you're, you know, uh, even a big business, you can kind of go on there, um, you know, see that the athlete's on there, see uh, what they're offering, what, what you might be able to offer them. Um, in, in terms of, uh, you know, marketing and, and all that. And uh, it's really a, just a whole new world. But uh, you, you are able to sign with agents. Uh, they're not allowed to, you know, kind of represent you and, uh, you know, kind of move along a contract like you would in the NFL. But uh, it, it's a big step, um, really, to, to kind of get the, the ins and, and outs uh, of a very complicated industry that not only professional athletes have difficulty, uh, you know, uh, navigating sometimes, but uh, now you're throwing in, you know, kids who, who might not be used to it. So I, I think at the end of the day, it's ultimately good that certainly the big names out there uh, can sign with some of these marketing agents out there that can help them, uh, you know, move along and, and get deals signed. Oh, no doubt about it, and and it's going to be fascinating to see how all of that develops. Now, the other thing is, obviously, with all of this, because as you're talking about everything, it's all this stuff away from the game, right? So, getting all these different marketing deals, and you can have a marketing agent, but it's not a standard contract negotiation with a school kind of agent. So, like, if this is how things are going to be away from the field, how much does this actually impact the NCAA itself in terms of how it's typically run? Well, I, I think a lot of the, the issues, um, you know, surrounding name, image, and likeness really does kind of point the finger at Mark Emmert um, and, and his leadership or, or lack thereof, not only on this issue, but, uh, you know, certainly coming out of the pandemic and, and what the NSA was, was doing or not doing, you know, with, with regards to some of the schools on, uh, you know, restrictions, uh, certainly running the tournaments and, and all that. And, um, you know, I think there was just a, a general lack of leadership on, on this topic. I mean, you know, the college presidents involved in this and, and, and have been, uh, you know, kind of pseudo running the NCA over the last couple of years. Uh, they, they let the ball get away from them uh, on this topic and, and a lot more certainly. But, um, you know, really, I think the, the whole issue surrounding name, image, and likeness really backing up like they were, you know, kind of studying for the test at the last minute. Um, and, and really the last second, waiting to the last second to get something done. Um, it really speaks to to you know some poor leadership uh, coming out of Indianapolis and and the folks who are supposed to be in charge of the NCAA itself and um, I, I I am very curious to see if that will kind of have a carryover effect as um, we kind of return to normal on the field if that uh, the issues that we've seen these last couple of weeks last couple of months um, you know really start to put the pressure on some some big changes uh, with regards to that NCAA leadership. Yeah, because this is the thing for me. Like, I, and I'd be curious to know how you feel about this. It's just trying to figure out because obviously everything's changing. Like, Coach K retired, and and part of it was whether it's true or not. People were like, "Oh, well, things are changing, and players are getting paid, and all this stuff." And he wants to retire for that. Like, do you think that things are going to change in any major way with recruiting? What do you think those changes look like? You know what I mean? I I, I think you're going to have a few test cases here or there that that certainly raise some eyebrows. You know, I think that. More than anything, it is just so new. There, there are not necessarily the, the true restrictions or, or guardrails out there uh, on some of the things. I, I know the NCA has been, you know, very insistent and, and, and very out there in saying you, you cannot, you know, do a pay-for-play deal to where, uh, you know, you essentially, you know, promise a recruit or, or promise somebody, you know, X amount uh, in order to play at that school. You know, that that certainly is is something that can get, you know, schools get school get coaches get get players in trouble. And so I think there's. Uh, still going to be pushback in, in that area, and, and we might end up seeing some deals that, that look like they're that, but uh, they, they're kind of disguised under this name, image, and likeness. And I, I'm sure we're, we're going to see just you know various things that uh, are, are a bit eyebrow-raising. But 
this is going to be part of the new new normal. And I think you're going to see, um, you know, really this is kind of the first wave. You know, schools are, are going to get used to this. You know, they, they're already creating these branding shops and, 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 you know, making sure that all these kids have photographs. And, you know, that that's all part of the recruiting pitch now. And I think it's going to continue to be even more evolved on that front. And so when we kind of get down uh, you know, to the brass tacks, you know, in, in a couple of years, I, I think everybody's going to have a pretty solid kind of pitch book. Um, you know, here, here are some of the marketing opportunities that we have if you go to a school in Los Angeles versus, you know, you know Auburn, Alabama. And, and it's, it's going to vary. It's, it's going to be, uh, you know, kind of based on, on those schools and, and what the athletes are and, and what the programs are. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, it, it will allow essentially the talent to kind of spread out a little bit more because they know that there are marketing opportunities that might exist in, in other schools that uh, wouldn't at, at other places. And, and I think, frankly, it's going to be good for the NCAA because, it really does kind of enforce that uh, these athletes and, and these kids ha- have had a ton of value over the years, and, and now they're finally able to take advantage of it. Well, see, and and you hit on something really important there. We're talking with Brian Fisher, by the way, who's the host of the Going for Two podcast, because you mentioned the idea that it would be good for the NCAA. And I, all I've told, like, or everything that I've read, everything I hear, it's like, oh, this is the death of the NCAA. Like, this is the end of times. I mean, do you agree with that statement? Uh, absolutely not. I think if, it, if anything, and especially in sports like basketball, I think this is going to help them tremendously. You know, you mentioned that we, we've talked about for for years now that the lack of kind of big names, uh, you know, sticking around school, certainly going to the tournament. Um, now, especially in the in the back half of the roster, you know, those those guys that you know maybe think that they want they're ready for the NBA or something like that. And instead of you know taking a chance on and not being a lottery pick, you know, when you're you can return to school, you can still make you know. A, you know, quite a bit in terms of the marketing on and the star potential. I mean, you know, look at that UCLA team, uh, you know, that, that had that magical March Madness run uh, that we just saw in in, in, uh, in the spring. I mean, some of those guys could, could be thinking about going to the NBA, but now they can come back. They can take advantage of their name, image, and likeness. Maybe they're getting, you know, uh, quite a bit of money uh, being out in L.A., uh, to, to where they're able to, you know, kind of stick around school and, and still make a good enough, enough amount. You know, they'll be able to get their degree a little bit easier. I, I think really for um, some of those middle tier programs who, who might lose guys, um, you know, to, to the NFL who, who want to take care of their families. Now this is another opportunity to not only take care of your families, but also stay in school. And, you know, frankly, for, for a lot of folks, you know, you're just going to be a, a bigger star in, in college than you are at, at either the NFL, the NBA, whatever it might be. And so you might end up making more money than if, if you stay in school than, than you leave an intern pro. So I think it's it's going to be a huge win for, for really everybody uh, down the road, I, I think. Well, see, and I totally agree with you because, yeah, it just makes so much sense with all these guys that have been leaving. The NBA has been poaching players. Some of these kids are going overseas. Now they'll stay in college basketball. You look at... Uh, the video games that haven't been made, they can make those again. You know, like there's just so much stuff that opens up. It, it feels like... Such a win for the NCAA. It's just weird to see all this doom and gloom around it. So uh, I'm glad we're on the same page there. Now, here's the other thing, too. So hot topic issue with NCAA stuff right now is Reggie Bush basically demanding to get his Heisman back. And how do you feel about that? Well, I, I would certainly love to see that, that Heisman come back to, to Heritage, Heritage Hall because, you know, he, he was such a part of that program and, uh, you know, not only one of the most dynamic players in, in, in college football history, but, um, you know, such a part of, of the NCAA. And I, I think there has been a little bit of, of a confusion around these name, image, and likeness rules. I mean, his case was, was so different from, you know, really what's been going on now. I think it is just a, a bit of a timely, uh, you know, resurfacing of, of what happened in that case. But, you know, the, the NCAA really didn't find USC 
saying, we're, we're going to provide you these benefits. You know, it was an outside agent um, who, who wanted to get ready to sign with them. That, that's the reason that you know, he was able to get the house and all the other things. And so it wasn't an issue with USC necessarily, but the NCAA certainly hammered them uh, no matter what. And so at the end of the day, I, I don't think the NCAA is going to go back on that. You know, certainly the, the rules were the rules in the case, and uh, they interpreted them, you know, pretty strictly, and, and that's the reason USC got hammered. I doubt they're going to, you know, say, you know what, we're, we're, we were in the wrong there. I, I doubt they're going to say, uh, you know, Reggie, come on back. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think there's going to be any sort of reinstatement or anything like that. Uh, just knowing the NCAA and, and how they operate, they, they, as much as it could be a great PR win for them, and as much as a lot of folks out there would, would like to see kind of uh, Reggie Bush return to the fold at, at USC even more than uh, he has been in the last couple of years, I, I just don't see the NCAA kind of saying throwing, a, throwing in the towel on, on some of these things and saying uh, it, it's water on the bridge now. Yeah, no, for the NCAA, they've never been stubborn, Brian. Never once. Uh, they've always been <laughs> very willing to right. change and adjust. So, all right, well, I appreciate the insight. Brian Fisher, he covers college football and the NFL for Athlon Sports. You can also listen to his podcast. He's the host of Going for Two. Make sure you check it out. Brian, thanks so much, man. Absolutely good to be on with you.